we're back, people. Uh, welcome to the Nux Misconduct Network. My name is Kyle Bowen. That's Trevor Bags, all the way at his house because he's a daddy, and he can't take that chance coming into the studio because, once again, he's a daddy, all right? And this is your home for puck talking bullshit. Yes, puck talking bullshit. I do believe this is season three. Uh, I still live with my parents, so uh, uh, why are we still doing this, Begsy? <laughs> We're doing it because we love the good old-fashioned game of hockey. We love the uh, the people at Nuxbis on. Okay, there was a Facebook comment. They're like, where's the podcast at? Where's the podcast? Yo, I'm not going to front, man. And this is not being braggadocious. I think it's being honest. Yo, I think we are the best podcasters in the city. Best podcasters in the city, man? How about the best podcasters in the NHL, you know? One of the vanilla characters out there. I like it, man. We got the buttons ready. Yes, once again, this is your home for puck talking bullshit. And before we press the intro button, I just want to let the people know, okay? It's January 12th, and I haven't smoked weed in 2021. And nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. It doesn't even cross my mind. Ironically, I just said it, but it doesn't even cross my mind. Days feel longer. That being said, when February 1st hits, I am rolling up a blunt. And so you should, man. You know what? It's, uh, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't really smoking weed when my daughter was first born. Yeah. Uh, I, I missed it a little bit, you know, but, uh, you know, as life's gotten easier, as we've been sleeping a little more, you know, you find your time. So, you know, uh, February 1st, we'll, we'll hop on Zoom, we'll hop on Silky, hey. we'll smoke and we'll talk some fucking hockey, man. That's yeah, what we let's, do. Let's talk some hockey, yo. This is going to be probably one of the greatest years of hockey ever, and it's probably going to be the most fucked up. Uh, COVID-19. Oh, what a time to be alive. Straight up, if you're listening to this, you're just blessed, all right? You're just blessed. Uh, love the people around you. Appreciate life. And, and yo, you're just about to listen to, uh, quite honestly, the greatest hockey podcast that hasn't been quote-unquote successful yet. Okay, let's do this. Silky and Filthy. <laughs> All right, all right. Welcome, all you silky studs, to another episode of Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. This show on the Nuts Misconduct Network. You got four shows on that network. Sipping on a 40, coming back after every Canucks game. Nick Bondi. He, this guy grinds. This guy grinds more than I used to back in the club back oh, in the day. Oh, bro, man. he's uh, he, he's by far and away working way too hard. He's working way too hard. Okay, does he know who he's working for? The Nux Misconduct Network. He is working way too hard. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Bonnie, though. We had uh, Dan Murphy from Sports on the season opener for Power of the Towel. Uh, I, I did the show called The Quickie once in a while. I, I'm going to try to bring it back. Maybe not daily, but you'll get it. A little five-minute hockey take in the morning. I think I got to bring it back, eh? I think I got to carry the weight here. And, and whenever you want to do it, I think you should just hop on our TikTok account and then just do it on there. You know what wow. I'm saying? Getting on the TikTok, man. You we gotta know? do it, man. We gotta do it. We gotta do it for the people. Uh, you know, so many, so many things to talk about with the NHL. And I guess I'll start with this. I mean, I did tell this to the boys at the SET show. I know that there are so many things that the game can do to, you know, bring different voices in, right? To do more, to diversify. And in my opinion, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being naive, or you know, just kind of ignoring that. I just feel as if it's on us, you know, the creators. It's on us. It's on us. If real change wants to happen, yes, you know, these gatekeepers and shit in the NHL, uh, they can change their ways. But let's be honest. Let's be real. Are they going to change their ways? 
No, we got to infiltrate, all right? So we got to bring it to the people. We got to bring uh, uh, this hockey content to the people and make this uh, the most popular sport in the world by the year 3006. Yeah, I think we can do it by then, Matt. <laughs> I think we'll probably still be alive. We'll be in robot suits by then, shrivel up little mummies wearing robot suits. I love it. It's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It, that, that sounds outlandish, but so does this whole North Division COVID NHL season. Oh. It's pretty fucking outlandish, man. And, and, you know, really in this episode, what I want to do is kind of just fire through, give some standings predictions, give some bold predictions, because you know what? We had some fun with that last year. Uh, shout out to Kyle when he said James Neal was going to score 40 goals. I said uh, 40 goals? Yeah, you said 40 goals. Yeah. So just uh, just remember that. Uh, it's not always easy to make these <laughs> predictions, easy. but um, no, it is, it is what it is. So I really want to start in the North Division because honestly, man, I have no fucking idea what's going to happen in this division. So, so much for expertise. We're throwing that out the window. Um, oh, yeah. When I, did a, when I did a standings prediction for Copper and Blue, I had the Calgary Flames finishing at the top of the division. You're, so, um, you're such an idiot, man. Come on, bro. Tell, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Well, to be honest, man, uh, this is obviously coming from Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. I'm feeling extra biased this year, okay? Again, we're in 2021. The borders are closed. We ain't going nowhere, okay? So this is the time to love where you're from. I'm not putting Calgary in front of the Vancouver Canucks on any type of prediction with my fucking name on it. And I saw that that Sportsnet poll with all their uh, intelligent people, right? Those people with those journalism degrees and that have been getting checks from Sportsnet for years and years and years. Living the dream, right? I want a check from Sportsnet. They're doing their thing. But I saw their list of teams from the North that they think are going to win this division, and none of them had the Vancouver Canucks. A lot of them did have Calgary. Uh, why do you think Calgary is, is that team? Jeez. To be honest, man, I just feel like Toronto's getting way too much love right now. Um, I don't I don't necessarily love their offseason. I know they're a good regular season team uh, and they certainly have a chance of winning. But I just feel like it's a weird year and it's going to be a weird team like a Calgary or a Winnipeg or a Montreal. that's going to win this. You know, the Vancouver Canucks, they got a lot of hype after going to the cup final and Edmonton's got hype because of McDavid and Dreisaitl. But I just feel like, honestly, I feel like it's going to be Calgary or Winnipeg winning the division this year. And I, but I also feel like either of those teams, if they don't win it, they're going to miss the playoffs. Ooh, that's how weird this division that's is. That's how weird this is. And uh, you brought up Winnipeg. I think a lot of people are sleeping on them, and and I get it. You know, it's a weird season, and uh, Winnipeg didn't even get out of the qualifying round. But come on, they lost Shifley. You know what I'm saying? And, and with Shifley in their lineup, they still have that guy in net, right? I barely know how to say his name, but he is the best goaltender by far and away in this division. And when you have uh, that type of dude in between the pipes, anything is possible, especially in a season that only has 56 games, right? Real talk. They have, again, one of the best goalies, not only in the division, but in the whole league. I think a lot of people are sleeping on them. And going back to Calgary, I know they're they're deeper than ever. Real talk. They are. It just seems like that. They just stole the Vancouver Canucks pretty much. And they got, you know, the second best goalie in the, the division. That, that does speak for a lot. If they really want to take that next step, it may be possible because... They didn't. They didn't get the best from Johnny Gaudreau and Monahan last year, right? They did get the best from Kachuk and company, right? But those two, you know, probably the second and third best players on that team. Again, didn't really bring it last year the whole way through. In a shortened season, if they bring it, yeah, Calgary is a fucking dangerous team. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. And that pains me to say because I, ah, uh, ah, uh, I hate Calgary. I hate Calgary, man. I hate Calgary, man. 
You look like you're ready to break that uh, sober streak right now. Oh, little, man. Angry. Oh, it's man, dude. You know what? One of the reasons that I'm nervous about picking Calgary first is because of Goudreau and Monaghan. Uh, but if they do bounce back, I love Calgary's depth. You know, I think Markstrom, he's the real fucking deal in that. Their defense is deep. And one of the reasons that I'm a little worried about Winnipeg is they lack depth at forward. They lack depth on defense. And even in this season where you're going to need to play your backup a lot, they lack the backup goaltender. I don't think they're playing their backup a lot. I know that's the thing. I know that's the thing, right? You got to do it short in season every two games. Who knows what the fuck is going to happen? I just don't think they're going to do it. I think that theory is thrown out a lot, and it makes a lot of sense, especially if you have a, a decent plan B. And, and, and do they still have Brassant or whatever his name is, Croissant back there? Croissant, yeah. Croissant, so, yeah. Croissant. BC boy, okay. He's still back there. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't feel as if he's getting a lot of starts. Okay, so you. That dude is living the dream, okay? That dude's living the dream. Playing in the shell, shell and just gets to sit on the bench uh, for the majority of the season. Uh, man, uh, you, you said something there, though. You, you said they, they lack forward depth. And again, when we look at a shortened season, it's a, it's a race. I really are look. I, I am looking at those teams that ha- maybe they don't have the depth, but what they have up front is just full of, like, it's full of talent. It's superstardom, okay? Look at their four in their top six, okay? Kyle Connor, Shifley, Lane, Wheeler. Can they can they carry this team through fifty six games to get in the hunt? I think they can. I really do think they can because they're that damn good. Yeah, honestly, I'm worried a lot that a lot of people are sleeping on Winnipeg, and you know, I I could see any any of the first six Canadian teams. I could see it finishing in any order, and I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I think one team though that I would be really worried about is Edmonton. Because, you know, Clef bombs out for the year. Their defense is just complete dog shit. Relying on Boston and Smith again. It, it's a two-man show in Edmonton. Like, this team, this is a team that could very well miss the playoffs. Um, I actually have them out of the playoffs, to be honest, when, I do, when I'm with the standing predictions I have here. So Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, you're the smarter man. You watch more hockey than me, and I, and I get it. It, it, it. Who knows what's going to happen? But, again, I'm going to bring up the exact same thing I brought up with Winnipeg. The, these guys probably don't have – Four guys in their top six as good as Winnipeg does or Calgary and whatnot, even Vancouver. But the top two that they do have in a 56-game season, I'm sorry, McDavid and Dreisaitl, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel as if that it is possible. It is possible for those two to carry a team in 56 games. Yo, what the fuck is going to happen? Who knows? Who knows? Well, why don't we throw some bold predictions there while we're doing this, and then I'll give my standings predictions. Yo, can I go uh, first? Bold prediction? Because I already have one, and I'm going to speak on this uh, on the debut episode of Sipping on a 40. And, you know, Vancouver, West Coast, the best coast. We're going to reign over Canada. That's what's going to happen. We're going to reign over Canada. And, you know, a lot of people, it's pissing me off. It's really pissing me off. And this is when you know uh, the – the, the hockey media in this country, in the in the NHL, is so favorable. Is that a word? I don't even know. They just, they just fuck with the East. That's all they care about. Are you fucking kidding me? People are actually thinking Montreal is that much better than the Vancouver Canucks. I'm seeing a lot of these predictions, and people have Montreal over Vancouver. That is an absolute joke. An absolute joke. Montreal, in my opinion, is finishing sixth in this division. In fact, I'll say this— and, this may sound bold, but it could happen, and it probably is going to happen because Kyle Bowen is saying it, right? I don't think Toronto's making the playoffs. I don't think Ottawa's making the playoffs, obviously. The Western Conference, the West side, the best side of Canada is taking over. Real talk. I got Vancouver. I got Calgary. I got Edmonton and Winnipeg, and I think Toronto's not making the playoffs this year, man. I really oh. think there's a culture problem there, and they're not going to be able to get it together through this regular season. I really don't. I really don't, man. 
I really don't. And I think a lot of people, again, may, may, may think I'm an idiot for that. So what? Call me whatever the fuck you want. I just think it's possible. I think it's possible. Toronto is not a bank to not only be the best team in this division, but to not, you know, make the playoffs here. Real talk. Yeah, that's a super bold prediction, man. The culture problem is, is that's an interesting point in Toronto, but they don't you just feel like they have too much talent to miss the playoffs? But it's a similar argument in Edmonton, I guess, right? You, well, you got a couple more superstars in Toronto with Matthews, Nylander, Marner, and Tavares. Uh, but man, that's 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 bold. That's Bro, bold to say they're there. It, miss is it the similar? Is it similar? Like, yo, Connor McDavid is not similar to anyone. It's not, you know what I'm saying? He's got like the Patrick Mahomes effect. You know, I just feel as if he's going to, uh, he's going to, he won't surprise me, but I feel as if he's going to surprise a lot of people, okay? Because a lot of people are not doubting him, but they're, I think they're forgetting how good this guy is. <laughs> Real talk. And again, in a shortened season, I think he can do a lot. And he's probably seen some of those rankings. I mean, some people have uh, Nathan McKinnon over him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's probably <laughs> pissing him off. Yeah, the Hockey News recently uh, published, uh, you know, a season preview, and they had Nathan McKinnon as their number one player in the NHL. Respect, Connor. The Hockey News. What the? Hell? That's a. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's a joke, dude. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke. And Nathan McKinnon is magnificent. Okay, he's probably 96, 97 overall, right? But Connor McDavid, my guys, my guys, 98 overall, man. I need a Connor McDavid Team Canada jersey, man. Real talk, man. I think I'm his number one fan, bro. Straight up. Hey, you should move to Edmonton if you keep oh, fuck that. No, no way, man. No way, man. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to give a bold prediction, too. And I'm saying that both McDavid and Drysidle, they crest 100 points, but they missed the playoffs. Well, Damn, bro. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if that would happen? And with that goaltending and, I mean, they don't have Clefbaum anymore. You know, they don't have their uh, Oscar Clefbaum. You know, what is this guy? What is this guy? He's so important to them, but on any other team, he's like a number three, number four. You know what I'm saying? They don't even have him. And, man, they got a, they got a pretty good year out of Koskinen last year. But if he just struggles a bit, oh, and then they have to go to that plan B, and their plan B is probably the worst goaltender or the most overrated goaltender I've ever heard of, Mike Smith. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. It's, uh, oh, man, can they do it? One of the greasiest dudes in the NHL. <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> you know it's funny. We talked about the North Division. We haven't really talked about the Canucks yet. But, uh, hey, I sipping know on a 40, baby. Sipping on a 40. <laughs> Saving it for the sipping on a 40. Come on, let's go. I, honestly, I can't wait, man. Season mm -hmm. opening probably tonight if you're listening on a Wednesday or it's just getting underway. But, you know, I could really, I could realistically see the Canucks winning this division too. I, I'm pretty hyped about this team as well. Yeah, man. You know, I like the, I like the upgrades on defense. And I'm going to give one more bold prediction for the Canucks too. And I'm going to say Thatcher Demko finishes with the best save percentage in the North Division. <laughs> I am Jacob Markstrom. How could it happen here in Vancouver? In Vancouver. In Vancouver. Oh, my How? God, man. Oh, my God. This is the most biased programming ever. But who cares, okay? The West Coast is the best coast you're listening to Silky and Filthy Puck talking bullshit. And that may not be bullshit because Demko just seems as if he knows what type of opportunity this is. Again, he doesn't have a contract after this season. And we saw what he did against Vegas for, you know, a, not even a handful of games, just three games, right? I just feel like he, his philosophy and his way of life just prepares him 
for this moment. And again, here's a chance for him to get a new contract, right? And who's behind him? It's a former Stanley Cup champion, a Vesna winner, and Holpe, maybe a shell of his own, his old self. But I think he he understands that, and he he knows that. Hey, if I have a bad game, I may not start here for three or four games, and and these starts matter because uh, again, uh, this is his year. This is it. You can answer this. I, I know uh, we shouldn't look all the way back in time. Right? We got to move forward in life. Did the Canucks make their decision on Markstrom during that three-game stretch in Vegas, uh, against Vegas? Because I think they did. I think they did yeah, based on <laughs> the magnificence. Real talk, that performance was something else. Yeah, I, I honestly think they did make the decision there because if that doesn't happen in the playoffs, that move to keep Demko does look a lot bolder. And, and, and you know me, and anyone who's listened to this network has heard me say that the Canucks should probably keep Demko. Oh, yeah. You know, he's done everything you can ask of him in terms of a goalie prospect and, and you know, working his way up the ranks, dominating at the lower levels. He's done it all. And you know what? I would have been a fan of this, of the move to keep him and get rid of Markstrom, even if it wasn't for that performance. But I do think the Canucks based their decision on those three games, and, uh, which is crazy. Oh, that's so, that's so fascinating to think about. And it doesn't sound normal, but again, if you just watch those three three games, and we're not talking about some bum goalie that they picked up off waivers. This is the guy that they've had in the system for a long time. And then you fast forward to those three games, I'm telling you, I have never seen goaltending like that in my life. Straight up. Straight up. I'm going to say it. During a three-game stretch, I've never seen goaltending like that. It was that fucking good, and it was behind just horrific defense. <laughs> horrific defense. <laughs> Let's be honest. The Canucks weren't giving this guy any chances, and... uh he almost got them to the final four. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting, and uh, he is a big reason why I do think that the Canucks are gonna finish first in this division. I think the Canucks have the most swag out of any team in this division, and people are doubting them again. You don't think they're watching this shit? You don't think they know that a lot of people are are thinking that Montreal is gonna be better than the Vancouver Canucks? That is some fucking bullshit. And yo, th- this is an opportunity uh, again for for the East side, right? The least side to pay attention to what's happening on the West. Because, again, it's Canada versus Canada. It's 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 it. This is it. I I think the West is best, and uh, we're going to find that out. The whole league's going to find that out. I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. You know what? I'm, I remember going into last season, my bold prediction was that five teams, five teams from, the, from the Pacific would make the playoffs, and that sounded bold at the time, and it ended up working out. Mm-hmm. I, would love to, I would love to see this happen, Kyle. So I, I'm rooting for you in this prediction. Hey, 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 hey. You know, one of the things I do like what they're doing, what they're doing with Demko too in Vancouver is the fact that it looks like Holpe's going to start game one of the season. Mm-hmm. And, and I really think Travis Green and the staff are trying to incentivize Demko to like, look, steal the number one job. Go get it. You Go know it, it, man. Green's always playing these games. He's always playing these games. And, uh, you know, they tend to work. They tend to work, man. And I know we have to move on to the other divisions. And, uh, come on, man. Let's be honest. Let's be real again. Honest podcast. Honest person. Let's be real. Let's be honest. Yo, the NHL, it's it's important to sports fans in North America, but it, it is so, so important to Canada. And we've been carrying this NHL league through revenue streaming or, or sharing for the whole time, for the, the, the entirety of this whole salary cap era, okay? This is it. This is it. We only care about this damn division. Like, I don't give a fuck about what's going to happen in the West, the Central, uh, what the East. I don't care, man. I don't care. This is this is crazy, bro. This is crazy, bro. And Canada carries the NHL, and uh, uh, this is the gift. This is the gift that we deserve. I know it happens during the worst of times. I mean, it's happening during a pandemic, but hey, fuck, man. 
as a uh, lifelong hockey fan, I don't even know if it's ever been this good going into a regular season. Yeah, you know what? It's a uh, it's a hell of a gift for us in Canada here to, and you know what is it? Nine matchups against every other team in Canada. It's going to be an absolute shit show. Really Straight and, uh, up, man. Straight up. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how much time we'll spend on the other other division. Yeah, let's really look, look. about the North. Yeah, man, we already got to almost get out of here, man. I, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. We were going to do this uh, preview show, and uh, we were going to spend all this time up north. But again, we we the ones that are the reason why this league is a thing, you know? Real talk. So, uh, well, so we might it. have changed the slogan for this season, too, because the whole slogan before was the show with the West Coast bias, you mm-hmm. know, too much Eastern media, you know, shitting on the Canucks, forgetting the Canucks, and, you know, all the West Coast for that matter. But now, does that really does that really apply anymore? It does, it does. The show with the North bias? The North the Northern West. bias? Oh, right here, buddy. We the show with the Northwest bias. Okay? Okay? Facts, though. Facts, man. Again, Toronto is not making the playoffs. In fact, every single team from the uh, the western side of Canada is, and the east is least uh, this year. I love it, man. Uh, so how about this, man? How about you give me one team that you're keeping your eye on, and let's not say Vancouver, because obviously, come on, we're both watching the Canucks here. Um, but what's one other Canadian team that you're really going to keep your eye on this season? No one. Like, come on, man, because we're going to see all these teams. I'm not, again, we, we okay, I'll bring up Toronto. I, I think they're going to fail. So I'm going to keep my eye on that. I think they're going to fail, bro. I think they're going to fail bad. And and that may not be uh, the best for, again, this this person who wants uh, this West Coast, the best coast to get that attention because if Toronto does bad, I mean, what do you think every single network up here is going to be talking about, right? <laughs> Straight up. I know it's it's going to be you know the media is already it's already all Toronto man I yeah. I, I got to say though I'm keeping my eye on Montreal because I do think there's like you said you, you're squinting your eyes at me you're making that face you're rubbing your eyes I, I do want to see if this Montreal team is worth the hype and I, I have my doubts too I do have them in the playoffs in my standings and in fourth in the division I uh, don't feel great about it but <laughs> you know I, I do think the pieces are there for them to at least make the playoffs but a lot of it hinges on two centers who are 20 and 21 years old that aren't named Elias Pedersen. So <laughs> they're, they're climbing uphill and they're and not named lot. Austin Matthews and not named Mark Shifley and not named Sean Monahan. And you know what I'm saying? The list goes on and not named Connor McDavid. And it's like, dude, Montreal really? I mean, okay. They got fucking Jake Allen. Great. Great. Fantastic. Yo, I just, I just don't get the hype, man. I just don't get the hype. And I don't want to bring up numbers because I know that the Canucks barely squeaked into the playoffs last year. Like, let's be honest, okay? The the way they were playing towards the end of the season, they probably weren't going to make it. But Montreal had what? You know, one more win than Buffalo last year? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I I just don't get the hype. I don't get the hype. They were the analytics darlings, you know? Even strength demons, but they were just injured and beat up, so... Mm -hmm. A lot of people... A lot of people loving those halves, man. I don't know. Because they work hard. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I want to rip through this next division because yep. it's easily the shittiest division of the four, <laughs> and it's the West. So it's never. this is no longer the show with the West Coast bias because this division fucking sucks. Because it's so, top-heavy, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I'm gonna, I'll just rip off yeah. my standing predictions. I have Colorado number one, Vegas two, St. Louis three, and then there's a mighty drop-off. I have Arizona sneaking into the playoffs at four, Minnesota fifth, San Jose sixth, Anaheim seventh, and LA eighth. Yeah, why is Minnesota getting a lot of attention? Tell me. I don't tell know. me. And Bill Guerin said a lot of weird things in the offseason. Marcus Felino, their fourth line plug, just got like a three year, $10 million extension. You know, classic Spin Berchi deal. Man. Um, I, I, I just mean, feel as I, if they're getting a lot of. Uh... A lot of love to get into that four spot. Now, you mentioned those first three teams. I mean, again, the the 
the beautiful thing about this shortened season and this compact division, I mean, you're going to see a lot of the same teams playing each other. And those games between Colorado, St. Louis, and Vegas are going to be fantastic hockey games. Yeah, no, 100%. But you could skip 80% of the games that are going to happen <laughs> in the West Division unless you just want to watch and see what Quinton Byfield might do in L.A. or something stupid like hey, that. Hey, shout out to Quinton, man. Maybe, uh, maybe he can do something. Ah, man, they're just... Uh, there's just something to say about those like those California teams right now too, right? And you know, you, you mentioned uh, you mentioned San Jose after Arizona and Minnesota, and who's their goalie this year? Is it is it Devin Dubnik? Yeah, Martin Jones and Devin Dubnik <laughs> are gonna battle it out for the number one spot. Hey, all I'm yeah. saying is is you know if a couple things just go their way, you know they do have talent. You know, you can argue that they have more talent than. Arizona, don't they? They have more talent than Minnesota, don't they? And what if Dubnik uh, does turn it around? I mean, they 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 would make the uh, the division more interesting if guys like Brett Burns and Eric Carlson, you know, turned it around. Yeah, you know what? I thought about slotting San Jose into that fourth spot, but when I look at their roster, you know, uh, if Evander Kane does opt out because you know he's he's got bills to pay. Um, then their roster looks pretty thin all of a sudden. You got Couture, Timo Meyer, and Thomas Hurdle, and then Kevin LeBanc, who finally cashed in this offseason. Shout out Kevin LeBanc. Yeah, and after that, it. there's a pretty steep drop off. Uh, hey, shout out to Evander, man. I hope Evander puts up, you know, puts up some numbers and uh, pays off some of that debt. I, you know, it's interesting because that the number came out and the story came out. And, uh, maybe a couple years ago, this is a story to me. Maybe eight months ago, this is a story to me, but. At this point in my life and what's happened over the last year and change, it's like, who gives a fuck if this guy is bankrupt? You know, it's it's unfortunate for him and his family and whatever that means. And maybe there's some business loopholes that they're trying to get through and that's why they file bankruptcy. Who knows? I just don't give a fuck, man. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Just give me uh, just give me the hockey drama because the off-the-ice financial drama, or if you want to call it drama, just does nothing to me. It does nothing to me. There we go. That's the. Is it exciting? Is it exciting? I know this is the same dude, right? Same dude who put the uh, the money to his ears and and had that photo in Vegas and Winnipeg made a big deal out of it. I know what there's there's like, ugh, there, there's there's things to 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 attack him or for lack of a better word, you know, there's there's jokes to be made. But man, it's 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 his lack of money and again, best of luck to the family and damn, that's a lot of that's a lot of money too, man. So again, I don't I don't really care, uh, uh, Evander Kane. Uh, best of luck, yo. Best of luck. Yeah, good luck. Good luck figuring it out. Um, good luck when he fights uh one of the dudes in the on the boxing with the Logan Ryan, Paul Ryan. Yeah, I saw those Jack tweets. Ryan, one of those guys. Those are some. Uh, uh, those are some shots. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that you brought up. Uh, you know, you're not liking the Evander Kane drama because I'm going to say my bold prediction for this division because I don't got much. Uh, I'm going to say Evander Kane gets traded to Arizona. You know, lower taxes. He's got to <laughs> save income wherever he can. And, wow. uh, you know, Arizona shopping to get rid of Ekman Larson. Uh, you know, I think Evander Kane can end up there, man. Wow. 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 Okay. Carry on. All right. Let's go to the Central Division. Looks a little bit better than the West. I mean. Interesting uh, I division. I'm oh, real bad. talk. Interesting division. Uh, it really is, man. And I'd say maybe one of my bold predictions here is that I, I have the Carolina Hurricanes winning the division. I don't know if it's that bold, but, you know, Tampa Bay is obviously the favorite here. Um, but you know, maybe there's a bit of a cup hangover. They're missing Kucherov. Uh, maybe they're just not quite, you know, the best team in the regular season. Maybe they're going to save their juice for the playoffs here. Yeah, but, I can uh, see that happening. Okay, 
after all they've been through and then winning a cup and then entering this shortened season and Kucherov, you know, <laughs> taking the year off, hurt and whatnot, and then, yeah, saving all that money to sign whomever they had to sign. It's it's really interesting what's happening in Tampa Bay, and I could totally see them not, you know, taking it easy this season, but doing whatever it takes to make the playoffs at least and not really gunning for that first spot because uh, what does home field advantage really mean here? You know what I'm saying? What does it mean? And maybe they just get in, play it easy, and then they get Kucherov back, and they're like, fuck it, let's go. Let's gear up. You know, let's gear up and get the second cup. So that Carolina pick at the top, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, uh, Nashville's really interesting too. I don't don't feel as if they're going to do that good this year. I just feel as if they're just – they keep trying to plug these holes and there's something else that's wrong there. Yeah, and I I completely agree. I have Nashville finishing sixth in the division out of the playoffs. Um, There's just – there's so many guys last season failed up front on offense, and you could argue that maybe they won't all be that bad this year, but we're talking like Matt Duchesne, Ryan Johansson. They brought Mikhail Granlin back after this guy was, you know, a a UFA throughout the whole summer. Um, there's just not a lot to love there up front. And, of course, they got Yosi and Ellis and Echo and some guys on the back end. Um, some guys. Yosi's one of the best. Yosi, yeah, one of the best-looking dudes in the league. Gotta love it. Um, but Man, yeah, I, I, I don't wish I was that good-looking, yo. I you wish. Ah, you know. You guys, yeah, you guys have similar-shaped heads, you know? He's, oh, there you, know, you go. He's a very, like, chiseled, rectangular head. Wow. He's got a very defined chin. Like, you, you got quite the chin there, dude. How much... Would my life change if I was that good looking? Now, I've gone by without being, you know, extremely good looking. I don't give a fuck. You know, confidence is beautiful, and you just got to be happy, and things will go your way. But uh, how much would my life change? Would I be on Tinder? That's the question. Would I be on Tinder if I was that good looking? Being a single dude? A hundred percent, dude. What's going on? Do you think I would be arrogant, you know, full of myself? Would I be yeah. able to? Uh, I, I think it kind of bubbles under the surface right now, but you don't let it erupt, you know. So you know, if you were just like you know, half point, maybe if you were like a you know an eight eight and a half instead of a you know like a seven and a half. Yeah, right now. Well, you know, six and a half. It depends, you know. It depends. You know, I got my haircut right now. I didn't really, you know, fuck, man. You know, season debut. I didn't get a. My my barber bailed on me last week, man. That's what happened, bro. I was ready to get in. You know, I knew we had a big week of filming, and my barber bailed on me. And I have a feeling I I got a, I got a haircut on Friday. He's cutting my hair again because I couldn't I couldn't find a replacement. I was about to break up with him. <laughs> Real talk, he pissed me off that much. I was about to break up with him, uh, but I couldn't find a replacement. I have a feeling he's going to give me a, a discount on this next cut, and I gotta ask myself the question: Do I give him the same amount? Do I give him that tip? Do I like what do I do here? What do I do here? Because at the same time, even though he fucked me over, Real talk, he fucked me over. Last minute bailing just so we can go out for dinner. Like, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Dog? I gotta cut my hair. Uh, he is doing a very important job, you know? He's he's a barber during a pandemic. Risky business, man. Risky here, business. That's a dangerous job. Well, here's how I feel about that. I mean, I don't know if you want to fuck with the people who are holding scissors to your head the same way you don't want to fuck with the people who, you know, make your food at a restaurant. Mm. You you're, you're a smart guy. You're a smart guy. You, know, you fuck with those people, you're going to end up with like a jizz burger and, you know, you're Ooh. probably going to end up with Harry Potter too. So I'll say this too, you know, so – an hour before I was supposed to get that cut, and it's a Friday night. Again, I know it's pandemic season. I don't know what I'm going to do with this haircut. Like, why do I need this haircut, blah, blah, blah. But I was excited, okay? It's all we got. It's all we got. All we men got are these haircuts, okay? Anyways, he bails on me an hour before the cut, and I, I know, I know for sure 
At that moment, I'm thinking about it. Again, breaking up with this dude. I don't want this barber anywhere near me for the rest of my life. That's how pissed off I am. And I did my research over the weekend. Normally, yes, normally, I just, you know, get a haircut right away from someone else. I just, quote, unquote, rush it. I trust the next barber. But the, 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 this past week, I... I took my time, did my research, couldn't get an appointment with some of the best that I found on Instagram, so I had to wait it out and and give my guy another chance. And you know what? I'm going to give him a shout-out. Shout-out to Ronnie Fresh Fades, okay? Shout-out to Fresh Fades. It is um, what it is. You went from saying fuck this guy to giving him a shout-out. <laughs> Yo, he's, he's so good. He's so good. He's so good at cutting hair, man, and uh, things happen, okay? Things happen. It's not it's not as if I, I haven't bailed on anyone in my life, okay? Things happen, and I hope that dinner was good and if he does give me a discount, I'm going to give him the same amount, just give him a fatter tip. You know, it, it is what it is. Again, he's had, he, he's risking it all. Is there any job more dangerous than being a barber during the pandemic season? And important. It's an important job. Well, I don't know. My, I got a brother-in-law who works at like a homeless shelter downtown. Can we mm. say that's a little more dangerous than being a yes. barber in a pandemic? Yes, you're right. You're right. Come on. Come on. But my barber's getting right close to my beard. You know, who knows? Who knows? That's kind of dangerous during this time. But anyways, carry yeah, on. Maybe, carry maybe on. You haven't in a few days. Maybe you've been, you know, oh. rubbing your hands on groceries at the grocery Yo, store this, and touching your face. This is the worst part, okay? You're listening to Silky and Filthy. You're, you're home for puck talk and bullshit. We'll, we'll carry on with the puck talk. But this is the worst part, okay? So it's 5.30. My cut's at 6.30. I go into the shower before I get a haircut because I said to myself, Yo, my... Ronnie's my boy. He's my guy, yo. This guy's the best barber, you know? So I'm going to shampoo my hair. So when he cuts it, you know, it smells good for him. You know what I'm saying? And look what happened. I got out of the shower and uh, <laughs> motherfucker bailed on me. Damn, bro. You showered for your barber and everything. That's a lot of love. Yo, he's the you best. Got- he's the best. You got a crush on this guy or what? Not a crush. No, I, have, I have a crush on his skills. Because you got to understand, bro, when you were... When you were six, a six and a half, Seven com- and a half com- confidently so, right? And you get that fresh cut, and it makes you into an eight for a couple of days. Oh my god, yo! You just, you just loving life, baby. You just loving life. Okay, let's carry on with that puck talk. All right, so let me let me go through the central division rankings I have here. So I have Carolina one, Tampa Bay two, Columbus Blue Jackets third, Florida Panthers sneaking into the playoffs at fourth. I have the Dallas Stars missing the playoffs at number five. Uh, defending Western Conference champions, Nashville 6, Chicago 7, Detroit 8. Dude, did I hear that 17 players on the Dallas Stars got COVID or were in contact I, I with COVID? Play, players and staff, but yeah. <laughs> and and Tyler Sagan's gone for a good chunk of the season. Ben Bishop's gone for a good chunk of the season. Uh, I don't know. I just don't think there's the same match around the Stars team. Uh, I think Florida's going to be better this season. And I like the first three teams best in this uh, this division. So, Dallas, hey, you're done. Dallas is done, but maybe, just maybe, Rick Bonus can do something. And, uh, hey, Rick Bonus, I respect that dude. I feel as if I've known him my whole life. <laughs> okay, and you probably can say the same thing. Let's be real. Uh, let's be honest. He's been in hockey for at least 87 years. Yeah, so, I mean, man. Makes sense. Straight up, straight yeah. up. A couple of the guys I'm watching in this division, Svechnikov in Carolina. Uh, I think he, again, could be one of the top scorers in the league this season. The guy's freaking filthy. Uh, Braden Point in Tampa Bay. Like, how many points can this guy get for my fantasy hockey team hey. uh, now that Kucherov's out? And Pierre-Luc Dubois in Columbus. A lot of smoke around this guy being traded. Yo, this guy uh, wants the limelight. I heard he wants the limelight, right? He wants. Yeah. Well, apparently Montreal chased him hard, and, of course, 
they would, you know, French connection, whatever. I know Canadian teams at a bit of a disadvantage this season because guys who get traded have to quarantine. But if you're trading for Dubois, it's a long-term thing anyway. So uh, I'm just curious to see how this guy does this season too. Uh, Dubois, I I kind of hope he stays in Columbus because he's so damn good. And I, I, I really do fuck with the Columbus market. I really do. I really do. They, they love sports. They love sports. And they deserve good athletes. You know what I'm saying? But if Dubois wants out and he wants that big stage, honestly speaking, yeah, Montreal, the, the name is there, right? That connection is there. I could really see, this may sound odd, uh, but I feel as if a team... Uh, let's say this team has a bad season, whatever that means for them. But let's say Vegas gets eliminated in the second round again. Uh, second round, I'm sorry, not again. Uh, I could see them going after Pierre-Luc Dubois at some point. Straight up. Straight up. Just seems as if that's the team that just makes these big moves and they don't care about all these players that they drafted in the expansion draft. They're just making moves and making moves. And I could see Dubois landing there if there is a trade to be made. Yeah, that's a scary proposition. I know Vegas, they got a lot of young centers coming in this season. Shout mm-hmm. out to Cody Glass. Uh, when, uh, I thought he was going to be a Vancouver Canuck one time. Uh, thank God he isn't. <laughs> thank God Cody Glass isn't a Canuck. Thank God oh. Cody Glass is oh, not a Vancouver. Oh, man, nothing against the dude, but thank God he went a Canuck, man. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Jeez. Oh, man. All right, let's go to the last division to wrap things up here. The East Division. Again, this is a pretty awesome division in itself. I do feel like a lot of people are sleeping on the Washington Capitals. Uh, when I'm looking at, you know, the odds uh, for winning the Stanley Cup, Washington is down that list. A lot of people are down the caps right now. Oh, it's gross. I have them winning the division, surprising some people. Um, I got Philly second, Pittsburgh third, New York Islanders sneaking into that last spot in fourth because I just can't doubt Barry Trotz, Matt Barzell. You can't. You can't. Done every year. And so I guess one of my bold predictions in this conference is I have the Boston Bruins missing the playoffs. A lot of people saying that. They lost some pieces, man. They lost some pieces, you know? Toy Krug, Zidane Ochara. Krug's the really important one. Yeah. 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 And they got they got some young guys in that defense too. But again, I just feel like they're kind of top heavy. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. They were the best team in the regular season last year. Uh, so I can certainly see them making it. But uh, some good teams are going to miss the playoffs here. Um, I have the Rangers in six, but they're like pretty much my team to watch. And the Rangers, once again, are just going to be absolutely a fucking treat to watch. Yeah, 100%. In, in a race type of season, right? 56 games or whatever. Anything could happen, especially with a team that has a lot of talent scattered all over the place. And then they have these two young goaltenders who want to compete for each other, compete for that job. MSG, you know what I'm saying? They could do it. They could do it. They could surprise some people. And at the same time, maybe they don't because, again, they have two young goaltenders and their defense is trash. So, yeah, 100%. We'll see how it goes. Uh, wrap it up. I got the Devils in seventh. The Buffalo Sabres wrapping up the division in eighth spot. And another bull prediction. Ooh, that's the Buffalo gross. Sabres win the 2021 draft lottery. Why? Because they got Taylor fucking Hall. Of course Ooh, they're going to do it, man. Come on. Of course maybe that's why. Man, dude. If Yo, there should be something in Taylor Hall's contract. I know he only signed for one year, so there's probably no bonuses allowed after the season. But let's say that Buffalo does win the draft lottery. Taylor Hall gets a $5 million bonus, okay? <laughs> Real talk. That'd be so unbelievable. Now, uh, you mentioned Washington and uh, the amount of disrespect Washington is getting, right? Uh, one of the best teams in the regular season last year, right? They, they were. They were. And then they, yeah. they go into the bubble, you know what I'm saying? And Can you really judge a team uh, that much? Can you, can, you, can you based on the bubble performance? I don't know if you can, especially with a team that has that much talent, that much talent. Real talk, Ovechkin, 
Still the best goal scorer in the league. John Carlson, one of the best defensemen in the league. And they, they have pieces. Oshie, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, they have pieces. I wouldn't be surprised if they made a run here. Real talk. They, they, they're, they're my sleeper pick to win the Stanley Cup this year. I love it. There we go. I think Ovechkin's still got a lot of juice in the tank, man. We yeah. talked about that chase for 800 goals. Oh, you know, I just realized this, Trevor. And we'll end on this note, man. We'll end on this note. Once again, Ovechkin gets fucked. He gets fucked on his chase to catch Gretzky because these games got cut. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. He pretty much misses two seasons. When you talk about one full lockout, half a lockout, and then this, and then if you count the games from last year that got cut out, and this guy was scoring at a at a high rate once again last season, this guy, this guy is not meant to break Gretzky's record. And if he still somehow does it, he's arguably, yeah, he's better than Sidney Crosby. If he still gets that goal record after all these things have happened to cut all these games away for him not to score goals, he's better than Sidney Crosby. Has to be, bro. Has to be. Because this is this is crazy. That record's not supposed to be broken. And uh, yeah, 56 games. Let's end on this. How, how many goals does Ovechkin get this year? I'm saying 41. 41, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? One, one of the things that I was reading is that his, he's not quite as effective on the power play as he once was. That's dropped the past couple seasons. I, I don't want to doubt the guy. I, I, I'm going to say he hits 30, though. I'm going to say, let's go say 32. Okay, you heard Which it here. almost 50 goals over a full season, so uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and says he, he keeps on keeping on here. Nothing against Sidney Crosby. I just I just believe that Ovechkin's doing uh, you, you got a lot against Sidney Crosby. We'll talk about it on another episode. <laughs> you got a full season of NHL hockey, full season of Silky and Filthy here in Nux Misconduct. Make sure you go subscribe to the Nux Misconduct yo, Network. Yo, yo, before you, oh. we get out of here, man, tell us a story about being a daddy, man. Give us some, Give us some story right here, man. Come on, dude. Come on, man. Okay, just okay. We 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 ended last season, and you promised the people, the listeners, our our favorite people in the whole wide world. I, I guess that's a lie because you got a you got a kid now. But y'all matter. We told the people that you would be changing nearly one hundred percent of the diapers. And I know you're a great fucking man, dude. You're a great individual. I could I could see again the wife wanting to step in just because of the the nostalgia, right? I want to change this diaper. I want to change this poop. I want to wipe that ass. But I do believe that you are probably changing 65 to 70% of these diapers. Oh, oh, higher than that, for sure. Yo, I, I can hear my baby crying right now because she disagrees with you. Okay, on that note, your baby's crying. We got to get the fuck out of here, yo. Straight up, straight up. Hey, subscribe to the Nux Misconduct Network. Yes, Nick Bondi on Power of the Towel Season 2. Shout out to Hanaya for making that artwork. He had Dan Murphy on the program because uh, Nick Bondi is just working way too hard. He's working way too hard. So go check out that. Sipping on a 40 is back after every Canuck game. We are trying to go live, but we're, we're kind of struggling with this program at the moment. But we'll fix it up because we want to go live because it is the best post-game show in the city of Vancouver regarding the Vancouver Canucks. It's probably the best post-game podcast in the world of hockey, in my opinion. So you got to get the network, okay? We'll make your hockey life a little bit better. The quickie, the fastest hockey show in the world, will also come back eventually. Uh, Begsy, you want to say anything here? I just got to go wipe some filthy ass, but we'll catch <laughs> you filthy bastards next time. Peace. Cheese.